on today's show. We answer all the questions that remain unanswered for the Hornets going into this season. And we take a look at everything else you need to know heading into the regular season. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. Let go! You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan on this Monday, a wonderful Monday, David, because it is the start of the NBA season. Tuesday night, the NBA getting back into regular season action. And then, of course, Wednesday night, the Hornets take on the Bucks in their regular season opener in Milwaukee. Today's episode is brought to you by BetDSI.com, the safe place to bet on the sports you love. Sign up today and use our promo code HORNETS10 to get a free wager. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful Uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. It's here. It's finally here, Doug. Basketball season is upon us, and it worked out well because we have a podcast. Yes, David, we do a daily podcast, and if you're listening for the first time, uh, this is Locked on Hornets. We go Monday through Friday updating you on Hornets news and analysis that you need to get you through the week, so subscribe to us right now on iTunes. Just search Locked on Hornets to get your team every day. And then we also have a live show that premieres tomorrow. So those, those fans who have been waiting for Hive Talk Live to return... Well, it's going to be Locked on Hornets live, but it comes back uh, for uh, its fourth season to YouTube Man. and Facebook. So exciting stuff Let there. That. Let that sink in. Four seasons in. It's crazy, but it's been a wild ride, and, and we couldn't have done it without all of you guys listening, so we really appreciate it. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the fastest growing podcast network on planet Earth. Panthers fans, head over to iTunes after the show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. And NBA fans, make sure to check out Locked On NBA with host David Locke. Okay, let's start with some Hornets roster news. The Hornets making their final cuts, now down to 15. The Hornets cut training camp invites Rashid Suleiman, Perry Ellis, and Mike Toby. That means that for now... Aaron Harrison and Travion Graham remain on the 15-man roster. David, you okay with these cuts? Yeah, yeah. I know there'll be some questions around that, but we have to be happy for friend of the show. I can say that, Travion Graham, Doug. I mean, sure. I think we, we've had him on, right? So uh, it's good to see him because especially he had that injury that he went down late in the preseason. So I'm glad to see that he was able to stick around, like you said, at least, at least for now for these guys. So. Um, yeah, I think again, the Andrew Andrews one is, is one we've gotten some questions on and one that I think a lot of people were at least looking at cause he was an exciting player. But for the most part, I think these went kind of like we thought they would. Yeah, I think so. And, 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 uh, Andrews, of course, finding an opportunity in Europe. That's why he uh, was released early before these other three cuts, but Travion Graham was not the only one that had injuries during this training camp. Perry Ellis and Mike Toby were both dealing with issues. Really, the only uh, two that were fully healthy were, were Rashid Suleiman and, and Aaron Harrison. 
And I, I think I, I'm definitely okay with these because no one really jumped out. I think that's the that's mm-hmm. the thing to understand. When you look at a team like Miami that had Ronnie Magruder, Rodney Magruder uh, step up for them and, and really show out and, and forced Miami to really reevaluate who they were going to cut or who they thought they were going to, to retain, uh, no one really did that for the Hornets. And, and so while uh, Aaron Harrison uh, did not have a stellar preseason uh he was he was consistent and Mm -hmm. uh, he knows the system and Travion Graham again consistency did not make mistakes and was able to be out on the floor and here's the important part he was in practice you know what I'm saying like we we don't in the preseason we get to see them seven times but they practice nearly every day so the coaches are seeing these guys in training camp in practice day after day and making that determination for uh coach clifford's part here's what he had to say about travion at yesterday's practice i like him more and more every day he helps you organize he's a very good decision maker He's tough and he defends. He plays totally within himself. And the more you watch him play, he's hard not to like. Hard not to like. He's improving as we profiled in our interview with him earlier, uh, I believe earlier in the month. He's improving his jump shot with the help of Coach uh, Coach uh, uh, Kretzer. And he is uh, someone that plays really tough defense and tries. I mean, his whole mentality is don't hurt the team. Don't make mistakes. Right. Play, you know. Don't try to show out. Just, just play with as as Coach Clifford said there. Play within yourself. And he's done and a I good job. I think that's a great point. Yeah, I think that's a great point you make about practice, Doug. Because you know you're right. We see these guys in the preseason games if they get in, um, and we kind of saw the value that Clifford at least played places on scoring baskets in these preseason games. I mean, he's talking about Jeremy Lamb. Who had a couple? Uh, who had a good game early on, and and that didn't carry much weight with him, which makes sense. I mean, preseason games are so tough to judge, and especially when you have guys out there playing with and against guys that aren't going to be in the league. So, really, practice is the place where you do stand out, and you stand out by being consistent, by working hard, and for Clifford especially, you know, uh, pitching in on defense and, and all the other ways he mentioned. So that's a good thing to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out why this guy stayed or why this guy got cut. You know, a lot of it we don't see because we're not at practice, but uh, these coaches are, and they know exactly what they're looking for. And I think that goes for Harrison as well. You mentioned knowing the system, being comfortable with him. They know what they can, uh, you know, they, they, they know what they can count on with him. So I think that goes a long way too. We have some Twitter questions that we're going to get to in a moment, but the first one has to do with Aaron Harrison. Ed on Twitter asking, why, oh, why did the Hornets retain Aaron Harrison and I, and I think you know no, rela- no relation to Aaron I guess it, uh, no no friend either no and it, well, here's the thing so you look at the statistics for for Harrison over this preseason and you know he didn't make much of an impact uh, last season as well and he of course uh, struggled in summer league and you wonder okay well then why why is he retained and I think it's just what you said. He, he he is familiar with the system. No one else really jumped out. And you have to remember too that just because they they are on the roster now, their their spots aren't yet guaranteed. So the Hornets could, as other teams release players or make cuts, they could they could look to that as well. Um, uh, but he is already yeah. gar- he's already guaranteed some money. He's part- his contract is partially guaranteed, so that could have played a factor as well. When you have no one else really jumping out, 
sometimes, you know, my saying, David, when you're sometimes when you're lost or, or what, no, sometimes when you're running short on time, you go the way, you know, so you don't, you know, you know, you don't try to, don't try to fool Google maps. You just go the way, you know, so that could be what's going on here. Uh, all right. Before we get to those questions though, I, I've got a question. Do you love basketball? Of course you do. We hope you do. Otherwise you, you probably just have a weird fascination with the sweet baritones of David's voice. Um, <laughs> but here's the real question. Are you ready to get into the action? Well, uh, you can with BetDSI.com. They've been in business for over 20 years. It's a safe place to bet on sports. And I can tell you that because that's where I play. BetDSI.com has a great basketball special for you. Sign up today. Get $10 free to try their service. And they are offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. BetDSI has great customer service, and they pay out winnings fast and easy. There are hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. And if you're, I don't know, if you're into UFC, they've got that too. You can even bet on the election. They've got odds for Trump versus Clinton. BetDSI even has live in-game wagering on football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Head over to BetDSI.com right now. That's BetDSI.com and use our promo code HORNETS10 to get a free wager and start banking some cash today. All right, David, let's get to some of these Twitter questions. Adrian on Twitter asking, and by the way, before we get into this, you can ask us questions. We want your questions before Wednesday, get you ready for the regular season. You can tweet them to us at Locked On Hornets or email them to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. Okay, Adrian, first up, asking, in relation to that small ball lineup we saw versus Miami, do you think there's a chance we see more of it once Zeller returns? You can then roll Zeller Hibbert instead of Hawes to work the boards more, then have zippier ball users to complement. So small ball lineup, we've seen a little bit of that, David, with with MKG playing at the four, but a lot of that has been necessitated because they've been a little thin in the front court. Do you see it continuing? Great questions from you guys. Thanks to Adrian for that one. I would say that, you know, they experimented with the Doug, as you mentioned, with MKG at the four. So they're at least looking at it. And I think it's such a fad in the NBA these days, you know, to have that small ball lineup. I think you'll see it in some form or fashion. Um, what exactly the, the final um, five out there that we might see. I, I, like I said, I think they're still playing with it. But yeah, I mean, don't you think the Clifford's going to utilize it where he can, maybe to get some energy out there. Um, it doesn't sound like we'll see MKG at the four that often, though, but in other lineups, I think uh, they, they might utilize it. Yeah, I mean, with injuries to Zeller, Kaminsky, uh, it, it it may become necessary to play MKG a little bit more at the four. We saw against Miami, they integrated MKG at the four in with a bench unit, and then against Minnesota, we actually got to see him play the four alongside Hibbert and some of the other starters. So that's a question I think that they're trying to figure out. Does MKG at the four make more sense with the bench unit than with the than with the starters? And and the real question around MKG at the four is whatever lineup you put out there with MKG at the four, you have to be able to score more then then you're going to give up with rebounding because you're going to get killed on the glass normally. And that was always when, when people asked me about putting MKG at the four, they were excited. They're like, oh, you can put them alongside Kaminsky or et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, well, who rebounds? 
Like who gets who gets a rebound against not even a traditional stretch four, but just a stronger stretch four like a, a Paul Millsap or a Marvin Williams even who rebounds against that type of four. I you know I didn't really have a I didn't have a great answer for it. That's why I didn't think that they would do it much. But with injuries, uh, you may see it. But if they have a let me just say this to to Adrian's question: If they have a healthy front court, you're not going to see it. I, I just just hearing Steve Clifford talk about it, it's it's not uh, high on his priority list to find, you know, some kind of death lineup. I think he's very much, you know, less of a tinkerer and more of a mm-hmm. you put the five best guys that you have on the court at the time, and then you know you break your lineup to to get guys rest. But um, you know, especially now, you know, in the fourth quarter. Last season, we saw a little bit of maneuvering with your sixth man. If your sixth man was a dynamic scorer like a Jeremy Lin, then sometimes he got him in to close the game. So maybe you can see them going a little smaller in the backcourt with a Kimball Walker, Ramon Sessions closing lineup. I could, I could definitely see that. But mm-hmm. I don't think that at the end of a game, you're going to see Steve Clifford give up rebounding. That's just not... That's that doesn't seem like something he would do, David. Yeah, and I guess we're talking specifically about putting MKG in there, right? Um, so, I, like I said, I mean, not something we've seen a ton of. And to your point, I think barring injury, it'll probably stay that way. But you never know what, what tinkering they'll do, and then you know if some guys are out for extended time that they may have to adjust things. But like I said, I mean. The preseason was good for playing around with that so they can see what would work and maybe if they can pull that out of their back pocket some random time during the season, they can. All right, next question from Hornets Sports Spot. What do you guys think about Lamb? His defense has been better in, in, in recent uh, games from my view. I think that's where we are right now. He, he is certainly, uh, and other players in practice are pointing this out, that he has been sort of the the training camp preseason MVP or most improved player at least. He's coming to this preseason motivated and you know we've been a little tough on him, but he's responded not to us, but he's just <laughs> I'm sure he's not listening <laughs> to I'm sure he's not listening to the Locked On Hornets, but he's responding uh to the to the challenge from the coaching staff and the challenge that I'm sure he puts on himself. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I think as a, as a community, um, as a listening and talking community on our end of the microphones, maybe we maybe we we are you know communally helping Jeremy Lamb. I mean, who knows? Uh, who knows? So if who you, knows? you can't you can't prove a negative or something. I don't know. Uh, okay, next. No, but I think but I think we've talked about that though, uh-huh. right, Doug? I mean, he's looked good. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that that they'll need that to continue. Well, they they definitely will need that to con- to continue because uh, they are a little thin at the wing position, and so Jeremy Lamb will have an impact uh, th- this season, whether good or bad. Uh, sure. uh, Russell asks, who will have a bigger impact this year, Aaron Harrison, Travion Graham, or Christian Wood? Oh. This was a great one. This was a really good question, Doug. Um, I'm going to say uh, my guy is Christian Wood. Uh, I just think they brought him in for a reason. Uh, maybe he can become their Hassan Whiteside. But, I mean, I, for me, this one's kind of like process of elimination. I just don't know how much Harrison or even Graham is going to get in there. Although, although, you know, you mentioned Graham and the rebounding and the hustling and all the nice things that Clifford likes about him. So, you can see him, but I'm still going to go with the upside of Wood. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wood as well 
because I think he ends up being the Charlotte Hornets, you know, Tyler Hansborough for this year. He's going to play, um, you know, spot minutes when when some of the the uh, front court players are either dinged up or they need rest, and so he will get more significant playing time than Aaron Harrison or Travion Graham. I mean, you look at Aaron mm-hmm. Harrison last season; he appeared in twenty one games and averaged less than a point, point nine points. 0.7 rebounds and 0.3 steals and 4.4 minutes per game. That's that's garbage time. You know he played, you know he played in some of those uh, blowout victories that the Hornets had. So I think that's what you're going to see out of both Harrison and Travion Graham. Although I will put this uh, this little note on things. If uh, we of of course don't want this to happen, we're, we're praying that this doesn't happen. But if MKG were to get hurt again, then I, I think what what ends up happening. Is is Jeremy Lamb gets inserted to the starting lineup in a similar way that PJ Hairston did, and uh, Batum slides over to the three. That leaves Marco Bellinelli on the bench to serve as that you know offensive catalyst off the bench, and then you have uh, Travion Graham as the, the the main reserve for the three spot. So if that happens, then then I think Travion could have an even bigger impact for this Hornets team. But that's certainly uh, not an ideal situation. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Keith asks, oh, this is a good one, David. Everyone loves to talk about this. Keith asks, what trades, if any, would you like oh. to see the uh, Rich Cho-led, uh, general manager Rich Cho-led Hornets make? Oh, man. Uh, it's not even the first game. I'm already looking at the trades. Um, Got to. Got to get the trade machine out. Start beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, you know, I think a shooter is always going to be in demand. And if some of the preseason Clifford prognostications go the way that he he might see them going, I think they could look at bringing some more scoring. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. I don't have a full blown roster of every name in the NBA in front of me right now. How you dare may. You. So you may have you may have a name. I have a couple. Um, I have a couple think, of names. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an addition that they may look let me to, let me give uh, you let in. me give you a couple of names and then you tell me what you think about these names. Okay, first of all, I'll give okay. I'll okay. give Keith my weak and reasonable answer, which is this: a lot will depend on injury. Injuries have driven a lot of of Rich Cho's in season trades over the past couple of years, so it's it will be easier to discuss this if and when they suffer a major injury. Um, but barring that, here are the names that pop into my head when I think of, well, A, what they may need down the line, but B, who could be available, who is already rumored to be available. And let me just say this. This is 100% speculation. So if this ends up on Hoops Hype or Yabata or something, I swear to God, <laughs> this is, this is, I'm just saying names. Um, the Hornets, first of all, this is the Hornets need a go-to scorer off the bench if that person will accept that role addition. And that goes to Rudy Gay or Nikola Vucevic. I think both of those players, again, they would have to uh, accept the fact that they would be coming off the bench for the Hornets. But I think go-to scoring on the bench could be an issue for this team. So if they needed that, you could look to a Rudy Gay or Nikola Vucevic in that role. It's that the, you know, with Rudy Gay, it's not going to be efficient, but he's a guy that can go and get his own basket, and they and they could need that when you look across this bench unit. What do you think of those mm-hmm. two names? Well, yeah, that's something they need. I think 
regardless of bench or starting, to be honest with you. Somebody like Rudy Gay who can go get his own shot whenever he wants to. So, and Vucevic is somebody we've talked about as well. Um, so Back to the basket. There, Back to the basket yeah. kind of guy. You look at this team, and I think Nick Batum might be the best <laughs> post-scorer. You know, best back to the basket scorer that the Hornets have, and that may not be ideal. So, if they went to go look for that, Nikola Vucevic could be available. All right, second, the Hornets need energy, a little defense, and some shooting off the bench if he'll accept that role. Addition goes to Kenneth Fareed from the Denver Nuggets, rumored uh, or in trade rumors right now. He averaged 13 points, 8.7 rebounds as a starter last season, but. It doesn't look like his relationship with Denver and Coach Mike Malone is is all it's cracked up to be. Uh, so Kenneth Fareed could the manimal could be a nice you know again just energy off the bench. He's he sort of goes in and out on defense, but if you know uh, worse defensive players have played better defense under Steve Clifford, I think that could be a nice addition. You know if the Hornets were were in a position, not really injury, but just in a position to get a little better on the bench heading into the playoffs, I think you could look at a guy like Kenneth Fareed. What do you think of that name? Interesting. So, somebody that kind of fell off last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, well, that's, that's why, you know, he's hear. available for yeah. a reason. <laughs> if he played if he played exceptionally, that he, then, then Denver well, would probably be starting him now. And he also fits that, you know, reclamation project that Clifford and Joe and these guys are kind of becoming known for. So that's another interesting one. Certainly priced off some high energy factor to him, and that's what they like. All right, finally, my shore up the wing edition. I don't see this as likely at all because I think Denver does everything they can to hold on to this player, but it's Will Barton who uh, uh, just really played exceptionally last year, uh, is a, a, a dynamic scorer, can score inside and out. Uh, Will Barton, if he were, if you could pry him away from Denver, I think would would be a great addition. He already plays off the bench, so uh, he would you know accept that role, and uh, you could get some. Again, I mean this this team is going to need uh, either uh, surefire scoring or surefire defense on from whatever player they get on uh, on the bench. So because I, I think they're you know they're starting five unit. Uh, if healthy, I think deserves a chance to show that it can be one of the better starting fives uh, in the NBA. So I just think they they will if they do look to trade, it's either going to be because of injury or because they feel like they really have a shot at a two you know a home court advantage, maybe a two or three seat, and need to get just a little bit better on the bench. And so there you go. Four names, one hundred percent speculation. One of the things we love to do here on the show, but that's uh, those are my names. Lock one of those in for for a certain trade. I like those. They're good names. Good research, Doug. I'm glad one of us did some. (laughs) All right, final segment, preseason unanswered questions. Let's end with our top unanswered preseason question. Uh, David, what's what's on your mind? What's the big question mark for you in terms of this Hornets roster as we head into the regular season on Wednesday night? Um, You know, we've talked about a lot, the the shooting and the scoring and also the bench play. And to me, I think that's still uh, the biggest question. But right now, Doug, is can this team get healthy? Uh, Because Cody Zeller, MKG is always a a, uh, an injury concern, I think. And 
that's kind of goes for every team in the league, but especially with how thin this this unit is, this group is, I think if they can just get healthy and stay healthy, that's going to be go a long way for them. I know that's kind of the easy answer. Like I said, any team can can say that, but when you're dealing with injuries already in preseason, um, that's just a huge question mark for me. And unfortunately, the biggest one right now is Cody Zeller. So. Sorry for that easy way out, but that's that's just a big question. Cody Zeller, and we should mention, uh, we got a Frank Kaminsky update. He he has a strained right foot. It was initially it was initially reported to be a sprained right foot. It's now a right foot strain. He is questionable for Wednesday night. If we uh, if we get an update uh, today at practice, we will uh, tweet that out on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. My top unanswered preseason question is this. Who will be the Hornets' go-to scorer off the bench? I mentioned that a lot in that trade segment. Really, it comes down to who will be the Hornets' sixth man. It was, without question, Jeremy Lin last season. This season, I have a question. Uh, With Cody Zeller still hurting, the Hornets may not find a defensive presence or a dominant paint rebounding presence as their sixth man, so it, it... will have to be, I think, a, a somebody who can score. Will that be the outside shooting and pick-and-roll diving of Marco Bellinelli? Will it be the pick-and-pop three-point shooting and finesse post-game of a much-improved, question mark, Frank Kaminsky? Or will it be the downhill driving, foul-inducing offense from Ramon Sessions who tries to basically emulate what Jeremy Lin gave this team last season? Or could Jeremy Lamb make a leap out of nowhere and turn into the two-way 3-and-D player that his physical attributes beg him to be? That's my biggest question mark heading into the preseason. And I think we'll, we're going to quickly get an answer in this first week about who... It's tough in the preseason because everyone's trying to figure out how to play with one another, and you've brought a lot of new players in off the bench. But eventually, someone on that bench unit is going to have to say, all right, in 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 this situation, the ball is mine, and and I'm going to go get us a bucket. Who is that player going to be? Um, I I don't know the answer to that, and I think we're going to find out in this first week. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode of Locked On Hornets. Thanks for listening. Uh, visit the Locked On Podcast Network. There are a ton of podcasts on there for not only uh, just individual teams, but fantasy basketball, NBA. NFL, fantasy football. So check them out. Uh, Locked On Podcast Network on Audio Boom or iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. We'll get them answered, get you ready for opening night, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. against the Milwaukee Bucks. We're back again tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. We're almost there. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV and play?